0: Welcome to the Chaos Network. Now you're all in big, big trouble.
1: What time is it? We will
0: throw out all kinds of sports topics. The moment Delonte West banged LeBron's mom, LeBron had every right to do whatever he wanted to do. Yeah, that's horrible.
1: Political views. If
0: we get rid of abortion in the United States, what happens when Bethlehem Roethlisberger is uh, holding (laughs) down some chick and gets her pregnant and she can't get rid of the baby? (laughs) <laughs>
1: Is that your best? Just random rants and stuff
0: Are you supposed to record podcasts over? I'm your huckleberry if I do drugs all my life, my life will be shorter Oh Peyton Manning breaks his fucking arm <laughs> <laughs> It's a Sunday night And I've got three guys sitting here Chilling about ready to, I don't know I, I, Gov sent out a pic of what he was drinking Tonight and it looked like it was A fully stocked Vegas bar Hollywood sitting here crying Because of I don't know, something happened to the Colts today and I got Scotty not being snowflake. So as we get into tonight and um, Gov slams back what he's got in front of him, Hollywood wipes up his tears and Scotty, you know, puts together one of the most interesting interviews we've ever had on this show. Uh, Just keep in mind that we are some fucking outlandish motherfuckers, so get used to what you're about to hear. So we got everybody here tonight, which is outstanding, and we'll have another one here in just a few. But let's get the intros, shall we? Gov, how are you tonight, there, big guy? I'm doing well, man. It's been a, uh, a fun and exciting day. Uh, our text thread was uh, pretty lively this morning. Uh, I'm sure I discussed some, uh, but it's been a productive day too, man. We 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 supposedly have snow coming to the Midwest. Get uh, the fuck out of here, do we? No, what the fuck is that about? Jesus fucking uh, Christ! So I, I tuned up the snowblower today. Did you? What's her name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not McCole. Uh, oh, I didn't <laughs> Danny, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, How we're going here.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's nice to see the thread active today. It seemed like a few days where it was dead as fuck. But it was really good, especially during all the fucking games. So good to have good to have you fucking on. Glad you could be here, not traveling or anything like that. And then uh uh Boys Town. Boys Town, you okay over there, buddy? Yeah, you know, I uh I had the other job today, so I wasn't, you know, actually, I think I'm fortunate I wasn't at home on my ass crying, but uh, a little painful. I'd uh, rather lose now and, and get the wake-up call, though, than, you know, four or five weeks from now when it's really going to matter. So, you know, I'm doing all right. All right. That was brutal, by the way. Just, just brutal. Just, yeah. Just in I case got, you can get the full impact, I just want you to know that was fucking brutal.
1: Yeah. The Toss wife a
0: salt tosser. Yeah. Yeah. The, the wife was uh, yeah. shooting me updates throughout the afternoon, but uh, you know, luck can't can't be on his game every game. So, or the defense, or the special teams. Well, updates like that, um, I'm surprised there isn't an annulment in order. It um, was already a depressed household. <laughs> yeah. Packers lost today too. Oh yeah, it was just as bad on her side of the couch. So yeah, no, they have already announced that they're starting the. Uh, Guy off the practice squad next week, so interesting. And then, Scotty, we were talking earlier, and I guess we both are wrong. The Steelers didn't totally fall apart today. No, they didn't, dude. Uh, They actually looked pretty good today. Uh, The defense looked good through the whole game. The offense looked good uh, after the first quarter, but I think this is just one of those wins where it's just enough to keep hope alive for people like me about them uh, actually winning the division. But, I mean, it worked out well. They got a, they got a win that they needed to uh, stay two games back, and Baltimore beat Cincinnati, so it, it tightens up a little bit more in that division. Well, hey, like you say, keep a false hope alive, and I'm glad you're on because you're going to be doing probably one of the more interesting interviews I think we've ever done on the show based on the intriguing story you had last week that j- ends up being Hollywood's buddy, which is fucking nuts. So oh dude, it was it was phenomenal. But uh you know, we brought up and started talking about it and then scrolled down and the last picture on the fucking web page is uh is somebody that Hollywood knows. So <laughs> I am uh I am excited to be uh talking to this gentleman tonight and uh I am ready to go, dude. All right, brother. All right. Uh well let's get him in the queue. In the meantime, Wood, why don't you uh why don't you kill us with, with some housekeeping, brother? Of course, as always. So, for any of the listeners who decide they want to join in the part of this evening, you can reach us at 646-378-0793. Again, that phone number, 646-378-0793. Uh, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, in the Twitter sphere, the Twitter universe, the you know the Twatosphere, whatever the fuck it's called, uh, you can reach Gov at Governor underscore Baines. You can reach Chaos at FNChaos. You can reach Scotty at Kendall Scott. I'm sure he'd love to get some questions from you for uh, our interview guest tonight. You can get a hold of me at SOW Hollywood and, of course, the show at Sports Letter our Way Blog. Solid. Oh, what was that phone number again? Oh. Ah! 646 Right. Make sure you follow Gov. He's only down to like 80 some odd followers and he was talking about it earlier. He needs more followers. So follow Gov, but don't put lewd and obscene things on his Twitter. That's what you put on my Twitter. I have no job that cares about who follows me or not, so we're okay. Um, well, we got the interview. Wood, is he on the way soon? Uh, he should be calling in any minute. All right, so I guess in the meantime, what we'll do is to to, to kill a little bit of time so I get here. So tell, give me a little bit of background on on, on him. So you've known him for how long, Hollywood? Yeah, so uh, I'll let Scotty do the intro, intro. But just real quick, uh, I've I've known Derek since my freshman year of high school, and uh, we've stayed pretty close, uh, you know, through, throughout the the the, the 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 adult life. I guess you'd say we've had. So uh, you know, he, he's from Indiana originally. I uh, lived in Bloomington for a minute, went to IU, uh, and then moved out to LA to do the uh, to do the thing. He's been in some pretty pretty solid commercials. There's a Snickers one with Kenny G. There's an ATT commercial that, that got a lot of play. And uh, my favorite commercial, which if I'm not mistaken was one of his first that that actually got broadcast out here, was during the uh, the Stanley Cup Finals, and the Blackhawks haven't been playing that year. And it was the Miller Lite commercial where he had the lower back tattoo. And uh, Derek was the fortunate soul who actually had the lower back tattoo. So uh, I'm going to kick it over to Scotty to do the official intro, and uh, we'll get this thing going. Yeah, so uh, like I talked about, I'm super excited to talk to this guy tonight. Uh, His name is Derek Reckley. Uh, He is the star of, and I believe it's pronounced, the UFOlogist. Uh, which I checked out the trailer, and it looks fucking hilarious. He's been s- in several other short films and TV shows. Um, you can find him at MFNDbone on Twitter. Uh, you can check out the movie at www.theufologist.com and on Facebook at facebook.com, theufologist. And more importantly, the reason why we're talking to this cat tonight is he is the two-time California champion of the Airsex championship. So, if we've got him online, let's bring Derek on.
1: I'm here, baby.
0: Hey, Derek, what's going on, man?
1: Hello, hello. How's it going?
0: Hey, thanks. For, good, man. Thanks for uh for jumping on and joining us tonight, man. We appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be on. How's it going, Mike?
0: Yeah, so it's, did you uh did you hear about how this all came to be on our show on Thursday?
1: I didn't. I texted a little bit with Mike, and uh, he was like, wait, what? Air sex? What is this? What? And uh, we chatted a little bit, but I I, I don't know the story. Please fill me in.
0: Yeah, so we were doing the show Thursday, and it was me or the governor that uh, found a website when we were looking for something of the Air Sex Championship, like the official website. And we started talking about it, and I, I had clicked on the photo section and started scrolling through, and I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but there's a photo of you on the website. And uh, <laughs> when, when Mike went to the website, because uh, me and Governor were talking about it, he was like, holy shit, I know this fucking guy. That's on <laughs> so uh, we were like, dude, you got to get a hold of him and get him on the show.
1: Yeah, I'm honored to be a part of this. Anytime there's a light shown on AirSex, it makes me very yeah. happy.
0: Well, let's let's shine a light on it right now, brother, and and get into it. So why don't you explain to our listeners what exactly air sex is? I mean, it's
1: like like having sex, but just another person is uh, out of the room. And uh, it can be theatrical, it can be comedic, it can be dramatic, whatever you prefer. I prefer to go down the line of comedy and uh, have my way with whomever I'd like, and I, you know, I kind of stumbled into it. A friend of mine was having a birthday party at the Roxy out in L.A., and I found out that they were doing air sex championships the same night, and so I was like, it'll be a great surprise to do this. I wasn't thinking anything of it. I created a little routine and uh, rocked my porn star stash as best as possible and uh,
0: ended up winning,
1: and... The judges were like, you are the ideal person that we thought of when we were doing air sex. And holy shit, here you are right before us. And uh, uh, it's an honor to have you. And then they flew me to Austin for the world championships. I ended up getting second in the world. But I was happy with that. And then, so uh, when then did it again.
0: When you're when you're doing this, like, do you fantasize about anybody in particular as your partner, or like, how does that
1: work? It's always Beyonce. I always have Beyonce in mind uh, when I'm going <laughs> at it. And that, uh, it's extremely helpful. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean it's it's just like any other routine with uh, doing stand up or whatnot, and uh, put a song to it, and like choreographed some uh, funny sex moves, and uh, yeah, wore a couple robes. I would take a robe off and then there'd be another robe and take another one off. It was fun. It was fun. So that's,
0: I mean, one of the questions, one of the questions I was going to ask you actually, you said you put together a routine. So like, what do you do? Are you just like at home and like practice, like in your living room, your air sex routine or like how does, how does one put together an an air sex routine?
1: Well, it's interesting because I didn't know what I was doing. I've just, you know, been a, connoisseur of sex for so many years and i was like well you know if i can enjoy it in reality i should be able to enjoy it in fantasy so let's see what <laughs> and i came up with like an alien woman coming into play and i i lived out this little fantasy of like her being this wild sex weirdo and uh it, it just went over really well and uh i was kind of blown away and you know you got to warm up the hips. Because you know you never know what's going to happen on that stage, and you can spring a spring a thigh or a ball, if you will.
0: I think I think one of the best quotes we've had so far on this show is a connoisseur of sex. That was real soft.
1: <laughs> Aren't we all though? Aren't we all? Just how like many people same, are though. honest. But, you know.
0: <laughs> so. Go ahead, Scotty. So were you shitting your pants the first time you got on stage and did this? Because, like, I don't know if there's enough alcohol inside of a bar that I could
1: consume
0: that would give me the courage to get on stage and do this.
1: Well, Mike may tell you. I mean, I've been doing stuff like this since high school. I've always uh, been a fan of streaking or uh, being a little wild to just kind of test what society can take or not. And so I I mixed – like Ravishing Rick Rude or maybe, uh, you know, Macho Man Randy Savage and kind of took that persona on. That's kind of what, like, the D-Bone character is. And, uh, you know, you can do no wrong. It allows you to do the craziest things without alcohol. And uh, it's really fun. And for some reason, people have just been attracted to it. And it allows me certain freedoms that, you know, alcohol would do for others. So, I don't know if that makes so
0: is, sense. So, is D-Bone like an alter ego of yours? Because I saw that in your Twitter handle when I, when I looked you up. Uh, is it like an alter ego? How did you come up with this name, D-Bone?
1: Well, I was named after a soap opera star when I was a child, Derek Austin. And my dad found out when I was five that that had happened. And he said, no son of mine will be named after a soap opera star. So, he changed my middle name to D-Bone. And... So I've been D-Bone since I was five. And my mom calls me D-Bone, my whole family. And it started to grow, and college became an alter ego. And they were like, oh, here's D-Bone. And it just, I, you know, I felt like a rock star when people would call me D-Bone. And so these just wild stuff would happen. People would expect wild things from me. Girls wanted to have threesomes. It was strange. So I just, you know, I went with it.
0: It's fun. You yeah, and girls want to have threesomes. That's that really that really ruins my day. I'm sorry you had to go through <laughs> such a.
1: You no, know, thank you so much. It's it's been difficult, I, uh, but I'm you glad you it. could push through. I'm glad
0: you could persevere.
1: <laughs> so, tell me about the air sex groupies. Um, they're an odd broad uh, <laughs> because they don't they're, they're, They expect the most out of you. Um, and they Don't scream, they, 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 yes, they do. They want it all. They want the God that's on the stage. So, um, <laughs> I didn't really participate cause they're pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> Most of them are overweight yep. and can't find. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you if you've ever picked up chicks doing this, man.
1: Um, I mean, I've definitely had I've caught some eyes, but it's it's not a world that you really want to you want to keep it to the fantasy realm because they are they're 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 crazy they're crazy broads. There was one guy <laughs> he had um, both of his testicles pierced. Oh shit! And I think tattooed on his back was addicted to pain. I mean, just there, there's that side of the air sex world. There's the theatrics and then there's, like, the sex crazy people. And it's, it, it's kind of, it's it's a wild place. Every, every person should uh, experience it
0: once in their lifetime. So it sounds to me, and and this is kind of what we were hoping too. it sounds to me like it's fun for you. You kind of take it, like you even made references, you know, like any comedy routine or anything like that. Are there people that you compete against that just take this too entirely serious?
1: Yeah, that guy. That guy took it extremely Well, serious. yeah, that guy. Was, <laughs> that guy for sure sounds like it. Yeah, there was um there yeah, there's a group of people that uh there's a guy named Chris True, he created it all. Um he brought it over from Japan, I think like 7 years ago. And they they definitely live in the world. They they tour across the country and bring it bar to bar. But there is always a line of comedy with it, that's for sure. But, like, you know, some porn industries sponsor some of the stuff, and that's kind of when I started backing out because I was, I just, that can be kind of viewed negatively in the world of Hollywood. And if you want to do movies and commercials and whatnot, people are like, oh, he's kind of connected to porn. Let's, uh, I don't know, we're going to pass on him. So that's when I retired, actually, from the air sex world.
0: Yeah, because when I watched some of the videos, I I didn't think – or I didn't view it in, like, a pornographic manner. I viewed it more as, like, improv comedy type of stuff is is more so the way that I viewed it.
1: Right, and there are some people that take it into a different realm. So it's like, have fun with it and go about your day. I did have a company called MonthlyWhites.com contact me, and I did a couple commercials for them for their website. And uh, they turned out pretty good. They took the, the, it was kind of a spoof on the Viagra commercials, and uh, you guys should check that out. That's pretty good. Where can we find those at? Uh, If you go to their website, I think, monthlywhites.com, you can find it. They're pretty good videos. They're pretty professional, Ben. Have you had any just, like,
0: outlandish, wild shit happen at one of these competitions, like, Never
1: for going to get this
0: moment type stuff that you want to share?
1: I mean, when there's just a large woman that's, you know, a deuce 50, and she whips out a teddy and pulls a <laughs> dildo out, and you're like, I didn't expect that one. That one came out of left field. Mm-hmm. That's when it's fun. Uh, there was a, a little, I forget his stage name, but there was a little gay boy from Utah that won it last or a couple years ago, and he did a backflip. And did the splits on a, an imaginary cock, and he was so ah. happy, so happy.
0: Didn't expect that one. <laughs> but
1: right. I mean, the audience loves it. They go nuts. They get wasted. They they act out the stuff on stage, and it's but it's it's kind of the people are very disturbing that you know get get their kicks out of it. So it's kind of has, it's, has it's anybody this, ever this been scary place. Uh,
0: Has anybody ever been hauled off stage and taken to an ambulance uh, for these types
1: of antics? (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, I nearly had to be taken off the first time I did it. I (laughs) slammed into the wall. I slipped back and fell in my orgasm and, uh, yeah, nearly popped a hip. But uh, I'm sure there's a couple people that have slipped off the stage because most people need a little alcohol to get up and do it. And I'm sure there's one or two that, that have been taken away. So you keep it's referencing,
0: uh, you keep referencing,
1: you know, pulling a hip or
0: straining a hip. Uh, do you go through a stretching ritual process, like a warm up period, before you take the
1: stage? Yeah, it, it uh, resembles a kind of like what you do with a hula hoop. You know, you kind of get that going, little <laughs> circular motions with the hips, um, and some thrustings. And you know, you start slow, keep get it warm, and then you know, you're you're going pretty fast at the end of the workout for the good stretch. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to pull something Oh. It's like any sport
0: man, that's awesome. <laughs> hey, so uh you said you were retired from this, so <clears throat> before we wrap up with you, you know, I took a look at the trailer for the movie UF. Is it ufologist? Is that how it's pronounced? It's the ufologist. The ufologist. Okay, okay, okay. That's so close. tell us yeah. a little bit about this, about about the story, uh you know, where people can check it out, things like that.
1: It's interesting because the guy that cast the film as the writer and director, he had, uh, in the movie, I'm a foul-mouthed air guitarist who midnights as a ufologist do sleep with crazy chicks. And he found me through the AT&T commercial I did way back when and found out that I was the air sex champion. In the movie, I'm an air guitar champion. So he's like, oh, this is a perfect fit. And he emailed me and we met for lunch and, he was like, holy shit, I've found my Vic singe, which is the name of the ufologist. And, uh, it just blossomed from there. So air sex actually helped me get the part in the movie, uh, which is pretty fantastic. And, um, yeah, it's a great movie. It's been going through all the festivals out here and it's going to Tribeca and, uh, South by Southwest next year. And it just won audience choice award out here in Malibu and it's doing really good. And, um, yeah, it should be coming out hey, two thousand fourteen. Just for my own curiosity, where in LA do you live, man? I just moved to Malibu. Um nice. I was in Hollywood for about six years and then uh met the woman of my dreams and uh, moved out to Malibu. Did you meet That's her good. at the
0: air sex championships?
1: <laughs> I wish. Um I knew she was the <laughs> one wish. for me when <laughs> I knew she was the one for me when her dad was like that's pretty fucking awesome right there what you did. Like the second time I met him, he had watched my air sex video and he's like, you're going to have fun with this one, baby. And uh, I was like, that's it. That's it for me. If a dad accepts me for my air sex routine, then I'm i uh, I'm in let's go. It's a good family for me. <laughs> that's a winner right there, bro. Yeah.
0: All right, man. Well, Dude, thanks again for, for coming on the show tonight and talking to us about this. It was just such a coincidence last, or this past Thursday that, uh, that Mike knew the guy in the picture on the AirSex Championship <laughs> site. So uh, we were like, man, we got to get this guy on the show
1: to talk about this. Absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm we honored
0: appreciate you.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, and uh, keep rocking it. Uh, I listened to a couple of your guys' things. I love it. It's awesome. Awesome, man.
0: Awesome. Right. Well, uh, thanks for coming on.
1: Thanks, bro. Yeah, be thanks good,
0: Mike. Right on. You too.
1: Have a good night.
0: Anyway. See you, bro. That was a phenomenal interview. How awesome, Derek D Bone Reckley. Yeah, that was awesome, man. Scotty did a great job with the questions. Yeah, he did, Scotty. Great job, man. Yeah, he was great. We should, I mean, like, we could have him on once a month, and it, that would be great. Yeah, there's this game I play in my uh, other job, which during meetings I like to write down things that people say. Uh, and I think we all caught a few of them today, but, like, uh, him having to warm up the hips and how he warms up his hula hoop motion. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I don't, I don't know if everybody caught it, uh, but he was second in the world, I believe he said twice, uh, which is pretty phenomenal and then like the world sex championships coming up this december that's december 7th at the house of blues in new orleans uh and you can get tickets on uh ticketmaster via live nation which is pretty phenomenal uh stubhub doesn't have them though, so you don't have to pay for, you, don't, you don't have to overpay for those tickets if they come anywhere within a 3 hour driving distance of where we all live somewhere centered we have got to go see this <laughs> there's, there's, and, and yeah, and especially if he like comes out of retirement to perform, <laughs> so great. But uh, is, is any footage of his work you think on YouTube? There is I, absolutely. There is. is it if, okay. you, if you just go to YouTube and search um, Air Sex Champions Debo? You can find uh, one of his performances. Right. And you do want to be very specific because when you do put just air sex championships in there and you hit the video, some of them aren't as nice or as fun to look at yeah. uh, <laughs> because some of those girls in the audience you was referring to are also on stage. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a, a full ris- body leotard. Yeah. At the risk of sounding creepy as fuck for my research today, we'll call it. I watched several of the videos. And uh, Gov is right, dude. You've got to be very particular what you put into YouTube because there's some stuff that pops up on there that the human eye should just not see. Oh, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of what this fuck you guys had to see today, and I'm sorry you had to go for that for research for the show. You know what? It's okay. We're connoisseurs of sex as well. That was such a great (laughs) line. I heard that, and I'm like, how how have we never said that once in our life? He's, He's witty as hell, man. He's a good dude, Wood. Yeah, he's good people. I've known him for a long time. Chaos, could you, chaos! Can you keep up? Can I keep up with yeah, his? I'd love to see you two in those room. You oh, two, two in a room for a couple hours. I don't know. That's he. He'd probably he'd, he'd push me and Scotty to our limits. I'm sure he's he's pretty solid. That's for sure. I yeah. thought you were. Uh, I thought you were asking if he could keep up with his air sex. Oh, <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I thought was going on. I was like, damn, God, that's a little fucked up. I, I think he's, I think he's affixed to a real sex with Jen right now. Oh, so. uh, no, just the wit, the battle of the wits. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I guess I'm, I mean, for all the real sex I'm having, I guess it's, I'm in training for air sex. Maybe I don't know how that works, but yeah, the wit, he was very witty and he was hilarious, man. Would, if you want to set I know you're grabbing a beer or whatever, but if you want to set that up for like once a month, I'm down with that, by the way. Um, Cool. Uh, I'll I guess, definitely, I'll, I'll definitely invite him back on. Oh, uh, he was great. I mean, and we can even talk some sports with him if he wants to. We don't always have to talk air sex, but I'm sure he would, uh, he would have us busting up the whole show. Um, any other thoughts, boys? I want to know what his view in Malibu is. Yeah, I, well, I like. I used to play volleyball right up. Uh, anyway, never mind. I'm gonna. <laughs> let's start. Let, let's get this shit going again.
1: This is another public service announcement. <laughs> Did you just tell me that eating pussy is going to give me cancer? Yep.
0: Oh, good! God, is going to be my DMAF. But as they say in the U.S. Navy, there is no wrong hole. Don't. No. Getting a little strange on daytime TV. You are broke back, Jack. I'm your huckleberry. Also DMAS. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. All right, so this will be the last time that uh, that I do this, not DMAF, but uh, a couple of weeks ago I uh, I uh, I kind of did a, a show, a DMAF, where I was just wanted to kind of share a story with you guys. And, and I'm going to do it one more time, but I won't do it again. Uh, but this, this story I felt I had to share with them, they probably already know about, but I want to get kind of their take on it. But from here, here on out, uh, it'll strictly be DMS DMAS. I, I, I apologize and I swear to it. But there's a story that uh a coworker told me about and I had to do a little bit of research on and find out a little bit more about it. And we live like like Gov's a new a new parent and I'm sure him and uh and his wife had have many discussions on how they want to raise their child and, you know, the 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 messages they want to teach them and the thoughts, you know, the the values they want to instill in them and kind of what they want to do and to, you know, to give him the best quality of life that they can. And I think that's the ultimate goal. We always, you know, our parents wanted that from us. They wanted us to have a better life than they have. Um, they wanted to, and as we have children, we'll want them to have better lives than we have. <clears throat> maybe they'll be on a podcast talking about air sex. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but uh, overall, uh, I think that's, that's the ultimate goal. Now, over the past week, there was a 19-year-old Iowa man uh, well, 19-year-old Iowa kid, I guess He was shot dead um, when he stole his dad's truck. Now, he came back. He was mad at his dad for not getting him cigarettes. Um, his name is James Cornstock of, uh, of Ames. Uh, he, uh, or the, the father was. When the kid stole the truck um the dad called the cops to report the car stolen because he wanted to teach his son a lesson and that's all he was trying to do well when the cops came um to you know pursue him and get him uh the kid just kind of went off the deep end he hit a parked car he backed up into a police car he kind of um just just got unruly and didn't have a weapon on him, but what ended up happening was a cop unloaded uh, uh, into the cab because of all this and shot him, I think it was, six times and ended up killing the kid. And I can't imagine how the father must feel because all he's trying to do is teach his son a lesson to, you know, of, of you know what you, what's right and what's wrong, and this ends up happening. And I'm not sure if this is excessive force. I would say it is, uh, but I, I don't know. I and mean, we can we can always point fingers at the cops, you know, I mean, Scotty, um, you know, you and I do the demo all the time, or I still do, have 41 shots of that uh, Springsteen song where, you know, off-duty cops end up shooting a kid when he's pulling out his wallet and he ends up being an innocent kid. I mean, stuff like this, Trayvon Martin, things like this happen all the time, and I just, my heart goes out to the father who was trying to teach his son a lesson, and there's no way in his wildest dreams could he have envisioned anything like this happening. And the fact that it went, you know, as wrong as wrong could happen, it's just, I just didn't know if you guys had heard about it and just wanted to bring some attention around to the show, because shit like this happens all the time, and it's just scary to think that we are the only ones that can teach our kids or uh, the lessons that we want to teach them in not I don't know almost rely on anybody else, so that that's it. I just wanted to share that with you guys that, that's yeah so i read I read some of this uh and, and I'll tell you, it gets it gets pretty bad when you start to read some of the the fine print of the actual scenario where the the dispatcher can be heard apparently in the recording, telling the officer who ultimately shot this kid and killed him to back off. he's getting towards the campus like. We don't need to press this anymore. Uh you know, we know who he is, we know what the situation is, just back off and, and ultimately it, it it ended up in this kid dying. And and when you read some of the reports they say that the the officer had every right to kill him because he sideswiped multiple vehicles, he were lucky that no one was killed and all this other bullshit. But like it's it, when is enough enough you know and we, and we talked about the the cop who ran over the dude uh who was who's was getting chased uh, i think it was in florida that that happened and, and, and we talk about you know officers who who shoot and kill a dog in california um that that's trying to protect their owner who they put in handcuffs for for what we saw from the video no real apparent reason like you know, sometimes people take it too far, and it's unfortunate that the, the too too many times the person that takes it too far is supposed to be, a, you know, a keeper of the peace. Yeah, And scary. I'm going to tread cautiously but because uh, I don't know the story as well as the two of you. Uh, but based off of what you guys have told me today, um, you know, I, b- I personally believe that, you know, we can't criticize the police too much Uh, in these situations one uh, they're charged to do a job which is a tough job they're underpaid uh, mostly underserviced in terms of resources uh, and and they're put in these situations where uh, this kid was putting people in danger uh, and he is driving a vehicle which is a deadly weapon Uh, so you know I still put it out there that that's okay you know that the cops did what he was supposed to do in order to slow this kid down Prevent him from going. It sucks that this kid died, but the truth is, is he could have hit multiple people. Uh, you know, if he sideswiped cars, he definitely could have hit people. Uh, which then, who do we feel bad for? So it's, let's just build that story out. Who do we who do we feel bad for at that point in time? Uh, you know, do we feel bad for the kid anymore? If the kid would have died and he hit somebody, because we don't really, the cop didn't know at that point in time that right. he hit somebody. So you have to put that into the picture. Uh, up here in Milwaukee, like every, like if you're in Chicago or Hollywood lives or West Covina lives, uh, you're probably hearing about murders every single day. Uh, that's usually what you hear on the news is how many people died that day from, from murder, you know. But in Milwaukee right now, it's not only murders, but almost every single day we're, we're, we're getting stories about pedestrians being hit and people taking off, uh, you know. So, you know, that's close to home for me, you know, because I think about, when my little guy's walking around or riding his bike, you know, will somebody hit him. This careless activity put people's lives at risk, you know, so the cop had a, a, some right to do what he was doing. Now, the dispatcher, you know, saying what he was saying, but the dispatcher also wasn't in the car watching what this kid was doing. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go with Gov on this one. I mean, one of the first things that I wrote down when, <clears throat> when you were talking about the story, because I hadn't even looked at it yet, um, was that the vehicle was the deadly weapon uh you know driving erratically on the Iowa State campus um, you know who know how many students were around at the time and i think the thing that's being left out of the story is i looked it up on uh, newyorkdailynews.com and it doesn't mention it but there's a mugshot of this kid uh in the article so this kid has had some some trouble in his past before um, if there's a mugshot that's that's available for them to use in this article you know and the other thing is In this situation, you know, you brought it up talking about parenting. I think at 19 years old, I don't know how much ownership or responsibility the father can take for a 19-year-old adult's actions um, when it comes to a situation like this. I mean, the kid got pissed off because his dad didn't buy him cigarettes, so he stole a truck, fled from the police, and endangered people by driving erratically and wrecking into other vehicles. I don't know if if we can call this a bad parenting thing or raising, I should say raising, you know, the child in a, in an inappropriate manner. Um, this kid is, is probably a kid that obviously has had a troubled past and this is the type of life that he chose to live. You know, they try to, to doctor it up and, and, paint this pretty picture at the end uh, about this kid, obviously now that he's dead. Uh, I mean, they talk about the fact that he's been struggling since he dropped out of high school, was trying to get his life back on track. Um, he was trying to go back to, to school and get his GED and he'd been attending Bible studies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that,
1: that might be yeah. where the
0: DMAF comes from. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, come on. I mean, I don't think any of us are any type of, like, hardcore Christians, but I, I just find it hard to believe that a kid that was trying to get his life back on track and was attending Bible studies and submitting himself to, you know, the, the course of life that religion takes you on sometimes would completely fucking lose his mind in this instance. I mean, this is something that's, that's probably been brewing for a while and this kid's probably just had some troubles. I just find it hard to believe it's because of the way he was raised. Yeah. Uh, But let me, let me put it on this side then. So too often, and, and you know, stupid news tonight, uh, was, was almost about an officer, uh, who, who's being sued by a woman because he would visit her at the workplace and tell her to show him her, her chest. And it got to a point where, he chased her around her place of work with a taser out trying to tase her because she wouldn't flash him her tits. So, like, you know, I, I get it, right? And, and, and I understand that the, the the vehicle can be considered a deadly weapon and, and endangering others, and we're lucky that he didn't kill anybody else and all that stuff. And I, and I can appreciate and side with you to a degree on that. But at the end of the day, like, I I think it's safe to say that sometimes officers can also – granted it's a tough job uh, abuse and take shit too far yeah but yeah, but, you got, but this this particular story mike we have a responsibility while we're on the air and we we are always humorous we always have fun but we can't vilify this particular police officer in I'm this not, situation that's what but that's what the that's what the conversation was uh you know chaos brings it up hollywood has a take we can't just vilify him we got to, it's about parenting we got to we got to look at the parents what they did for those 19 years and this particular police officer had a choice to make that day and i guarantee you it was a tough one he didn't just wheel out his gun just because he wanted to you know like the story you're talking about where the cop was abusing his powers you know that would be a dmas i don't think this guy necessarily is i think the story is a tough fucking story uh-huh. but we can't take we can't take the risk of vilifying this particular police officer in iowa for doing what he did. Yeah, I think not showing your titties and getting tasered uh, is a perfect example of abusing your power, and I think it's tough to compare to a kid in a big-ass fucking truck ramming it into other vehicles and police cars on a college campus. There's, I mean, to me, there's a big, big difference between those two things. I would say, like, As parents, you'll never stop parenting. So the decision that the guy made today, I mean, I think the dad just wasn't done parenting at all. And then as far as what the cop did, no, there's no, no, he didn't do anything wrong. I I think, like you said, the the guy was driving in a weapon, and, you know, he could have killed people easily. The only thing maybe is there may have been a different way to disable the vehicle, but if there wasn't, you know, then there wasn't, and that's okay too. So it's just a, a... like I can't imagine how the father feels today. That's uh.
1: Well,
0: I mean, I mean I get it losing a child, feeling bad, but what did what did the father do wrong today? He didn't buy him fucking cigarettes. No, he but he's going to say if I wouldn't have called the cops this wouldn't have happened. And not saying the cops did anything wrong, but that's what he's going to live with. That's what he's going to live with. He said if I would have just let him go, he would have eventually came back, I'm sure. It's probably running through his head instead of calling the cops to teach him a lesson. And that's that's probably the guilt that he's going to live with every day until he can find a way to get through it. Uh, All right, let's talk about fun stuff now. Let's talk some fucking football. Um, Last Sunday, we talked about the crazy shit in the NFL, like the Jets beating the Saints. Well, (laughs) today, there's some more crazy shit in the NFL. Uh, Jacksonville beats Tennessee, which is insane. Fucking the Niners go down at home to Carolina, and then, uh, I forget, uh, Hollywood, did the Colts win today? Uh, no, the Rams beat them 38-8. to Th- 38-8 to it was, so that's that's a loss. So, I mean, every week, it doesn't matter how well we think we know the NFL, there's some of this shit that we just didn't see coming, and I bet the Rams, but there's no way I saw a 38-8 score coming, uh, so... Out of everything that's going on, every, there, there's a lot of tight races in the NFL. Who's the best division in the NFL, you guys? Anybody. From what aspect? Most competition or just best, best division overall? I mean, I'd still argue that if you want to just go from most opportunity to win the Super Bowl, uh, you'd go Seattle, San Francisco, NFC West, or you'd go the AFC West. Okay. Uh, however, you want to label it. I guess we didn't get specific. Like, even though the NFC East is close, it's not a good division. Um, so I would say, what if you were to take one division and put it in the playoffs? You know, I guess you know who would do the best. I, I don't know how else to word it. So I, I would say Seattle and San Francisco are, are probably the two best teams. But I don't know. Jerry might be out on San Francisco after today. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough game, dude. I don't. I don't think Carolina is as of, of a rollover team as most people consider him to be. They're not his perennial powerhouses. No, they've been to the Super Bowl before. Uh, you know, everything's Carolina. I mean, one, just say it, Carolina. It sounds so <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's, And everybody undermines Cam Newton. Cam Newton's uh, not a bad quarterback from the aspect of starting to control what he does he's growing into being a professional quarterback versus being a college quarterback with the, the huge id uh, or particular ego that he has, you know, so I think San Francisco had a tough battle today. Now that battle was at home and that's a, that's a shocker to me that it, uh, that it, that it ended the way it did uh, for them. You know, uh, one losing and two, not putting up most points. And three, costing me my goddamn uh, <laughs> uh, prop bet uh, of over three and a half million in that game. And they go get three in the first half, and I don't get, it, uh, they don't get another one out of them. Uh, but I got it out of Carolina. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Uh, you know, so I still say, I mean, when you, when you look at who else is in their division, so if you want to talk about playing, you know, you're talking about a 9-1, and one, a 6-3, and three, then you have Arizona at 5 and 4 which has your uh future all-star on it uh or uh, not oh, Hall of fame MVP. MVP sorry sorry there it is and then and then mean? St. Louis who smokes a pretty damn good Indianapolis team today. Yeah. Yeah. Wood I I'm just angry that I have to talk about that more than one time. Um <laughs> no I I think the to answer your question, I think you got to go AFC West. Uh, you, you got the two teams that, you know, one hasn't been beaten yet in KC, and the other uh, has the, arguably the best quarterback to play play the game this year uh, and Peyton Manning. Uh, you know, the Broncos only have one loss. The, the one loss they have happened against Peyton Manning's former team. Uh, and, and, you know, compliments to – the owner Jim Ursay for creating so much fucking uh, distraction for Manning that it, it had to get in his head and fuck with him. But ha- had that been, you know, not the case, Denver probably would have would have beat Indy and been undefeated themselves. So so when you talk about what's who's the best division in football, uh, you know I get it right with uh, with San Diego or with uh, Seattle and and San Francisco, but. Seattle hasn't looked great the last three weeks. Now, granted, they're they're still putting wins together, but they haven't looked great. Um, They got off to a slow start against Atlanta today, who's just dismal. And uh, the Niners are finding ways to lose games, uh, you know, as they did today. At home, they only scored, was it 10 to 9 was the final score? Uh, You know, there's there's some weapons on that, that offense, and Kaepernick and Frank Gore and uh, you know, some receivers that are, that are coming back soon and getting healthy, that, that they should be scoring more than nine points. Uh, you know, now, as far as Carolina goes, I agree it is funny to say Carolina uh, and, and refer to them as a decent football team. But, you know, if we're going to talk about a dark horse, I'd say keep an eye on Carolina. The defense is stout. They're playing really well. And, and, you know, to Gov's point, when you look at Cam Newton, that fucker's grown up a lot. And I think we're watching him turn into what could be one of the premier. Quarterbacks in this league, um, I would just say a good quarterback. But yeah, yeah, I I think I got go to go NFC West, and because just for one of the reasons that you kind of mentioned, though, you know, the worst team in that division just laid the smackdown on the Colts, who was the only team to beat Denver. So, I mean, it, I mean that's that's the four and six team in that division, and they're they're getting their shit right at the at the right time. Seattle, they've won five in a row. You know, they're they're you know them in Kansas City are the only uh, teams to win nine games uh, uh, so far this season. San Francisco's six and three. I don't get the loss today. I mean, uh, Cam Newton's solid, but the uh, Carolina defense is ridiculous and it's not getting enough credit. And Arizona, I mean, they're five and four too. I mean, so top to bottom, you know, I would take that division versus any other division in the NFL. I mean, the 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 ones that you talk about, I mean. If you have St. Louis against the Raiders, who do you take right now? I, I would take St. Louis. I mean, Raiders Raiders don't impress me, and and you know San Diego. <clears throat> I think they're four and five. They played Denver pretty tough today. I mean, they were really a couple plays away from winning that game. So I don't know. I don't think Denver's as 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 vaunted a team as 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 I, you know. In the next segment that we we're going to talk about, I think they're they're being overtalked about. So <clears throat> I think that. What makes that division, the AFC West, not as competitive as the NFC West is Kansas City and not Denver. Um, I mean, I get it. They're 9-0, and and it is the NFL, so, you know, every game's a tough game. But they've beaten Jacksonville, Dallas, Philadelphia, the Giants, Tennessee, Oakland, Houston, Cleveland, and Buffalo. There's nothing impressive about any team that they've beaten thus far to get to a 9-0 and record. So to me, it's, it's, it's a, they're obviously going to make the playoffs, but Kansas City is going to be a one-and-done playoff team because they're going to get into the playoffs where they're playing higher-caliber teams, um, and, and they're not going to stack up well against them. I mean, they've got a, a bye in Week 10, uh, and then Week 11 they've got Denver, uh, and then they've got Kansas City, so, and then they've got Denver again. So they're going to come back off the bye and potentially lose three straight games right after that, and I, I think that's what is the, I guess, the chink in the armor in the AFC West is the fact that Kansas City's in it um, because there's two solid, solid teams in the NFC West, and there's really only one solid team in the AFC. Yeah, but Kansas City's being coached really, really well, and I, and I get right, so their body of work is kind of a joke, but they don't make mistakes, and that defense, yeah, I don't care what you say about Kansas City's offense, that defense is the real deal. The defense ain't going to win you the, the championship, and it's historically over the uh, you know since the passing offense has been thrown in there. Uh, you know when it was a running offense, you can win you can win games with defense. Uh, now the, the clock is not running constantly. I don't think Kansas City can do it. I mean, when I look at that division, both Kansas City and Denver uh, are suspect. You know, so I, I agree with Scott in, in, in these terms. There's no way these two teams make it to the championship, though they both may make the playoffs. Uh, one is a wild card, and the other one might uh, might might I say it uh, cautiously because they do have they have to play a lot of each other uh, over the next three weeks. Might not get the buy, but if one gets the buy, then obviously the it, it, I think they're going to win that or lose that first game. When it comes down to Denver. I think Peyton Manning is, you know, his age is showing now, right? Two broken left foot at this point in time because he can't move, so he's got two left feet. But he's got two of them that are broken right now. His ankles are are horrible. We saw what he did in the first half today, and in the second half he couldn't play. Uh, You know, we started seeing some of the duck ball, uh, and I think he's just getting tired. So I I think that is not going to bode well for him. And when I look at Kansas City's offense, they don't have weapons to win a game, to score points against uh, teams that they're going to have to play, uh, you know, that are going to play them tough. I mean, you think about New England. They're going to put up a bunch of points against them. You think about Indianapolis. They have the capability of putting up a bunch of points against them. Uh, And that's if they make it. I mean, obviously, I think Indianapolis is a favorite for the AFC South, Uh, you know. And then even the Jets, if they have to play the Jets as a wild card, I don't know that they can play against them. Uh, you know, from those aspects. So, I think that division is overhyped uh, and continues to be. Uh, you know, my thoughts. Yeah. The only, by the way, just a random stat for you. The only team to win in the AFC South today was the Jacksonville Jaguars. Just, just say yes now. put <laughs> <laughs> it out there again. Yeah. Can I, can, I, can I twist this on its ear? Can I just talk about what I think has now become? Uh, the second worst division in the NFL? Uh, Would it be the NFC South? Uh, It might be the NFC North. NFC North? Really? This year, it's looking underwhelming. I mean, Chicago is starting to lose their mind, you know. Uh, Cutler's in, but he's not in. He's out, uh, you know, so that's underwhelming. Green Bay is now on their third quarterback, and let's – Face to facts. Their second quarterback wasn't great. They are a one quarterback team. If they don't have that quarterback, they're gonna they're gonna struggle. It's not like Rodgers backing up Favre. Right. Uh, you know, they're beyond that at this point in time. Uh, so if Favre was in, he got injured. Rodgers came in. We'd all feel comfortable. You know, so that's a little scary in terms of those aspects. And We all know Minnesota is just horrible. You know, they uh, pulled one out of their ass this weekend. So. But yeah, they did against a horrible team. So, right. you know, not take well, Minnesota's better than Washington. Even though Washington's 3-6, and six, they would play a shitty division, too. Probably, possibly the shittiest. Now, but let's say Rodgers is healthy and Cutler's healthy. Would you say that it's the worst division in football? No, I, that's what so I'm so saying. So, based it's on the – oh, Yeah, and, and I said second worst. I mean, uh, obviously we know the NFC East is the worst. Yeah, Yeah. okay. All right, so based on the injuries, uh, the second – okay, I got it. Okay. And think about Think about preseason bets. So for betters, uh, if any of us were betting Super Bowl props and the NFC Championship props, right? And there was a lot of options uh, in the NFC North, and now there is one option. If you ask me, and that's Detroit. Uh, you know, and now I'm starting to come full circle to last Thursday's show. I agree. Damn, Detroit's going to make it, uh, and and they do look tough. Yeah, uh, there there's there's not a better team, and that I mean. How how long is Rogers supposed to be out? Four to six weeks? Is that what they're saying? Yeah, but it's a bro. It, it's a fractured collarbone. So oh, he's fucked. Yeah, it's it's maybe four to six weeks. It's not a clean break. Yeah, he can come back, but how healthy is he really going to be playing in the cold of you know Lambeau Field or Soldier Field? Uh, you know that's not going to bode well for him. Uh, you know one hit could snap it again. So they are. Um, three games, or, uh, they're two games back, it looks like, and they have, let's see, they have the Giants next week, they have the Vikings, Detroit, Atlanta, Dallas, Pittsburgh, and Chicago. Does this team make the playoffs? you talking about Green Bay? Yeah, Green Bay, I'm sorry. I mean, they play some soft enough teams, but I think, uh, based off of today, playing Philly, uh you know, that made them look like chumps, and I don't think Philly's as good as they are. I think Philly's probably the uh, one that's going to make the playoffs in that division, but at the same time, uh, you know, they they didn't look good today. They have zero rhythm. Uh, if, if Tolzien's their guy, uh, if Seneca Wallace's Uncle Rico and then told me he was blowing dynamite. I, I, I can't emphasize that enough. I mean, uh, the guy was a chump in college. He, he was a quarterback for UW. Uh, you know, and the the Browns tried to uh, pay him, I think, last week or two weeks ago to join his team. He stayed where he was at, which is good. Uh, but did he have foresight? Probably that Seneca Wallace was not going to be the guy. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of scary. So, I think Philly wins the division. I think, you know, we'll see what happens. Dallas just they're down now. Um, Colston, twenty two yard touchdown. Uh so I I think the big question in the NFC is who out of the NFC South gets the who who's gonna be the champion and who's gonna be the bye? Um Carolina. Uh, New Carolina, oh, New Orleans. Hey, yeah. yeah. I mean the hotter team is is Carolina right now. That's for sure. I mean I think I think the Saints will still win the division because I think I think Carolina they're going to get up for the big games and not get up for, you know, if they play at Giants or or the, or the or the Redskins and find a way to lose those games. Um but you know I say that half-heartedly cuz you know Defense, you know, is playing so damn well. I don't care about the offense that much. I'm just, I'm really impressed with that defense. Um, let's see. So, I guess that being said, who's being talked about too much in the NFL? Who would you say is a dark horse? uh, And, uh, uh, you know, kind of, I forget the third question. Maybe you guys remember the third question. On, on, uh, as far as the NFL goes. Well, I, I think my dark horse, like I said earlier, is Carolina. I think they're, they're a team that's hitting stride at the right time. Uh, they've got talent. Their defense, like you said earlier, they're way underrated. Uh, so if, if I'm picking a dark horse, uh, you know it's funny. I'm definitely saying Carolina. As far as who's, who's overly discussed, uh, I, I think you still go with the Kansas City Chiefs. And I don't want to sound like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth talking about how you know, I think they're that nine and zero, and, and their defense is legit. That that I'm going, you know, I'm I'm trying not to cook it here on, on this argument. But,
1: <laughs>
0: but I still think that nine and zero uh, is, is giving them more credit than they are due, because at the end of the day, they have had a soft schedule. Well, so the other part of that question uh, is, who is your front runner? The, to win it all? Yeah. Oh fuck. And who is um, your front runner? So your dark horse is, is Carolina. The one talked about too much, you said it's Kansas City? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So who, has been, been, who is then who was your front runner? As of right now, if I'm picking somebody to win it all, uh, you know, you know I, I think I'm going with the Patriots right now. Hmm. That's an interesting call. I can't argue that call. That's a really interesting call though. I just they I, I, like there were my dark horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, look they fly under the radar. They, they, they do. Could, They're not talking but, about it enough. Nah. Nobody's looking at them. They're starting to get pieces of that offensive puzzle back, and, and some of those young kids are starting to make some plays. And when you got Tom Brady running the offense and Bill Belichick making the decisions that he's making and their defense has, has kept them in the games, so they haven't been as good as they thought uh, they should be. But but at the end of the day, New England is, is almost laugh, laughable right now uh, from a – a powerhouse perspective, and I think that just gives them even more momentum to go out and win football games. But New England's always been a team that can make no names names, uh, you know, like Deion Branch and those guys that, you know, a lot of people didn't know who they were, and they, they made them in the past. You know, and, and jokingly, I made them my dark horse because they're just not talked about, yeah. which is inverse. If you would ask me this question back in August, which team was talked about too much for the wrong fucking reasons. It would have been New England uh, Patriots, uh, you know, because everything was going to be about how they're going to be so bad and how they couldn't win. Uh, and they're proving that wrong. They're seven and two and nobody's talking about it. Uh, they're, they are in a, a division that has a lot of distractions. You know, Geno Smith was, uh, you know, not a favorable pick uh, in a lot of people's minds and he's playing. Okay. Uh, he, you know, he's, He's had some games where he shined and has, you know, and did what he did. And he's also in the division with Miami, who obviously is all in the news right now, you know. So I think that's why I picked uh, them to be my dark horse. Who's talked about too much? Uh, it could it can go a bunch of different ways, but obviously, you know, I I think it's Denver. Um, I think that everybody believes, uh, you know, just just looking at my conversation today uh, around Peyton Manning with. Uh, a friend of ours, Nick and Callie, uh, you know, it was he and I were just chatting up about our matchup because he's got Drew Brees and I've got Peyton Manning. I said, don't worry about it. I said, he'll score 35 points in the first half, which he came close to doing. And in the second half, he'll fumble twice and get an interception. Uh, didn't, didn't quite come true. He didn't fumble twice, but he certainly didn't shine. Uh, you know, I think he finished in fantasy world, uh, with about 33 or 34 points total, which is right around where he was at halftime, uh, or not, you know, so not too far off. So he didn't, he can't put two quarter or two halves together. He puts two quarters together, and that's all he's been doing lately. Uh, and I think they're talked about way too much because they've got so many weapons. When I mean, think about uh, their one through four option from a from a receiver standpoint. they they would beat any team with that. You know, you, you put their matchups together. Uh, and then you look at their running back options. You know, Monte Ball is starting to get uh, a lot of touches now. Uh, and NoShawn Moreno just seems like he just blasts through the line uh, like it's nonexistent when, when, he's running, when he's running the ball. So they're talented, uh, you know, uh, from that aspect. Their defense has uh, got a lot of big names, and I think that's also why they get talked about, but not so talented from being able to stop points from going on the board. And that's where they'll get beat, because I don't think they're going to outscore other teams. I think they'll get out to a lead and can't keep it. I think, see, the, the, the thing with, with the Denver's, I don't know, The, the people are trying to figure out about Denver that Baltimore did in week one is you've got to press the receivers. If you don't press the receivers, then Manning's going to throw for seven touchdowns. But if you don't, if when you play press, and that's what San Diego did, to get, did today, 28 points is still a lot of points, but it's not Peyton Manning throwing seven touchdowns, and that's what kept Uh, Denver in the game today. I mean, there was a you know, I think Denver punted four or five times today, which you know a couple weeks ago we thought would have been unheard of, especially against San Diego's defense. Who, you know, they uh, they, they're not the best defense in the NFL. So if if Denver plays a team like Seattle, Seattle blows them out. Uh, Well, maybe not blows them out, but Seattle probably takes it to them. We also got to put it in situations. So Manning is very rigid. Uh, you know, so we're, we're, we're going to do the same thing everybody else does, talk about it too much, right? So but Manning's very rigid. So in that first half, he's uh, he's healthy uh, at 100%, you know, and I think about an old car, it's not as efficient as the game goes on. But he's healthy at 100%. If you look at the I, – I know at one point in time, the San Diego to Denver uh, time on field was 21 minutes to 6 minutes. mm mm-hmm that's drastically different. So you're wearing out your defense, and then that second half, when Manning loses efficiency, uh, he puts his defense on the field just as much as they were in the first half, uh, and they're now tired too. Uh, so they're now wore out. They're that wore-out car that Manning already is uh, and putting them in a position where they can't win you know, or they're allowing people to get back into games and potentially put them at risk. So I'll, go, I'll say the team that's being talked about too much is Kansas City. And that's mainly based on a lot of what Scotty said. They really haven't beaten anybody of all that importance and have been in close games with some really bad teams. Um, you know, And I know they're my dark horse to start the season, and they still might get their stuff together. I like their defense. I mean, last week they needed two defensive touchdowns to win the game <clears throat> because their offense couldn't move the ball. I wanted to say my dark horse was the Jets, but I can't do it. i got to say the dark horse is Carolina. The Jets have one of the worst differentials in the league. They're at minus 62. So I can't. I, the Jets still, they're they're not. They'll, again, they'll get a, a decent win, but they'll get blown out here and there too. But Carolina is top four in point differential at, at uh, plus 99. So, you know, their defense is is taking over games, and their offense isn't turning the ball over. Um, and you know, um, the team I think is going to win it all, and uh, it may not be the most popular you know, view on this, but Seattle's going to win it all. So that's that's my three. Scott, are you still around? Yeah, I'm here, man, just uh, just listening to you guys, uh, waiting for an opportunity to jump in here. I Kansas City, I think, you know, it's been worn out so far to me. They're the, the team that's been talked about way too much, so I'm tired of hearing about them. Uh, my dark horse, uh, you know, I, I said it when we first started talking about uh, football on the show is, is Detroit. Um, I almost went there, too. Yep. Now, Detroit's going to be my dark horse. And my two surprises so far this year, um, the Jets right now are the number six seed for the playoffs. Uh, and my other surprise, as much as I hate saying it because I gave you shit about it and continue to give you shit about it, is uh, Arizona is one game back from the wild card spot in the NFC right now. I'm um, MVP. Yeah, one game behind San Francisco. So, I think there's a, you know, when you take a look at at how the, the playoffs would match up right now, there's some pretty interesting matchups that would go on. So uh, from the NFC side, Seattle and New Orleans would be the two teams that get the bye. And then you have San Francisco going to Detroit and wow. Carolina going to Dallas. Wow. Uh, yeah, AFC, you got Kansas City and New England getting the byes. And you have the Jets coming to Indianapolis and Denver going to Cincinnati. Rick, and, and let's be honest, Dallas doesn't win that game for sure. Carolina wins that game. Yeah, unless something drastic changes. I mean, we still got a lot of football left to be played, but... Right. You know, as of right now, yeah, Carolina beats Dallas. Oh, uh, interesting. Um, Wood, you doing okay over there? I'm doing great, brother. I, uh, I just don't remember the Colts score. Do you know what that was? 38-8. to 8. Uh, They, uh... You know, as much as you want to give me shit about that game, just tell so I can remind you, uh, the Indianapolis Colts, uh, six and three, okay? And uh the Minnesota Vikings are two and seven. Yeah, but I know my team sucks. Do you know yours does? My team doesn't my team doesn't <laughs> suck, bro. Your team beat Seattle for their only loss. And who else did your team beat at home? They beat somebody else pretty big at home, too. Uh, Denver? Yeah. They yeah. They've beat Denver, they beat Seattle, and they beat the 49ers. Yeah, I wish, you know, it would have been crazy. Who gave them those three losses? Oh, my God. Miami beat them at home. Oh, shit. They lost, <laughs> they lost in San Diego on Monday night. Uh-oh. And the Rams. Uh, okay. Just, if you're going to throw out the winners, you've got to throw out the losers, too, because if you're going to wait the winners, you've got to wait the losers a little bit. But are you concerned about if the playoffs happen right now that it would be the Jets coming to Indianapolis? Because didn't something happen a few years back? Uh, yeah, the the Jets uh, the Jets have, have had really, really good luck in Indy in playoff games uh, or wild card games. In fact, uh, I remember distinctly going to... A game. It was a wild-card play-in game. The Jets came to Indy, and uh, I don't remember how I scored tickets, uh, but it was when uh, Herm Edwards, I think, if I'm not mistaken, was the head coach of the Jets, and the Jets ended up winning 41-3. to <laughs> It was, like, fucking painful. Yeah. So, Scotty, let me ask you, if that game happens, who do you have in that game, Jets versus Colts in the playoffs? Uh, I think you've got, I, I'm, I'm taking the Jets. I think, uh, I think Indy's a, a team with, uh, that's struggling from an offensive identity standpoint now that Reggie Wayne's not around. Uh, I think his presence has had more of an impact than, you know, what people are talking about when you take a look at the, you know, the body of work of the Colts game since he's been injured. I think Indy's offense is in trouble. And the defense today, I mean, they gave up fucking 38 points to the St. Louis Rams. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm taking the Jets. If they play tomorrow and it's a playoff game, I'm I'm betting on the Jets. Yeah, I am too. And I I think you look at today's game. And I know I jokingly am giving you a hard time about Hollywood, but if you look at their last game, Houston was up on them big. Their fucking coach strokes out, and they end up losing the game. So really, they haven't looked good in their past two games. I know they came back, and you know they deserve a little bit of accolades. But they should have never been down in that if they were a good team anyway. Houston's two and seven, I believe they are. They're not a good team, or two and whatever. So not looking good at all. Uh, any other thoughts on this, boys? Yeah, I'm not fucking jumping off a bridge or slitting my wrist for my team yet. I think they're, I think they're just fine. Uh, they're a young team. They're gonna fall and scrape their knees. Uh, you know, if it, the Jets and the Colts are playing this week, coming weekend in the playoffs, I'm taking the Colts. Well, look. Oh Really? Okay. I would bet against you in that one for Earl Sandwich, of course. Look, they're going to win their division because their division is so bad. Um, but I don't know that they win a playoff game. I, mean, I guess it depends on the matchup. But right now, I don't feel confident against them, against anybody in the playoffs right now. You know, it's funny that we're talking about this. Um, so just so my pops can weigh in, and I'm not sure if he's listening to the show tonight or not, but I just got a message from him, and he said, Rough day in Colts Nation. He still thinks they're an 8-8 team the Colts yeah. are an 8-18. That's what my dad just said. I don't know if they're an 8-18, but I mean <clears throat> even before the past 2 weeks and since they lost Reggie Wayne, when you take a look at the games that they have won, they've only had two like impressive victories. So it's kind of a repeat from last season. Uh they beat Oakland by 4, they beat Miami by 4, they beat Seattle by 6, they beat Denver by 6. They beat Houston by five. I mean, by three. Yeah, by three. I mean, it's not like they're just hammering people, you know, like we see from other teams in the the AFC. They've kind of barely got by to the position that they're in now, and they lost their best offensive weapon. And to me, the trade that they made now for Trent Richardson, when you take a look at Cleveland and you take a look at Indianapolis and how they're both playing – uh Cleveland made off like fucking bandits in that trade because Trent Richardson isn't doing a goddamn thing for the Colts right now. No, he's horrible, and if you look at the Colts next four games, they legitimately could go one and three. They've got Tennessee twice, Arizona, and Cincinnati. They could go one and three in those, and then uh after that, they have Kansas City and Jacksonville, so we'll see, huh um. All right, you don't need to slit your wrist or jump off the bridge, but there's definitely concern because they I, aren't looking good. I'm not sitting here and saying that uh, they're going to go undefeated the rest of the year. I'm i no, no. that, you know, I, th- I think that they, they are still a playoff caliber team. I think that, you know, uh, if anything, defense and special teams really fucking kill them today. Um well. Yeah, you know the scary thing is if Tennessee wins both those games, Tennessee wins the division most likely. And the Colts don't make the playoffs. Which the Colts have a short week because they play Tennessee Thursday. On Thursday night. Yeah. Well, I mean, so does Tennessee too, though. But, but Tennessee has, uh, well. Tennessee did lose to Jacksonville today. And they did lose Locker. Yeah. And they lost Locker. So that, for all intents and purposes, unless all hell breaks loose, t- Indy should beat Tennessee on Thursday. Yeah. Nancy looked horrible today. So, Mike, here's That's my question right. for you: as, as the officiant of uh, the Horseshoe Nation, <laughs> do I start Ty Hilton Thursday? Absolutely. So, let me tell you: first of all, Hilton had a, over 130 yards today, so they were down 38 points. I'm just <laughs> saying. It, Ty last week. Ty had a great game. Today had 130 yards, no touchdowns, but 130 yards. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is the go-to receiver for luck down the field. Uh, By default, you start him because he's going to have yards. Um, And and if they're in a better swing uh, and they can, you know, even though their run game sucks and is is plummeting to the bottom of the rankings of the NFL, they're, they're in a situation where if they can establish even a half-assed run, that's going to give you play action, which opens up some shit down the middle. Start T.Y. Hilton. I, I, hate I appreciate to, it. I hate to turn this into Colts talk, but I do want to ask one more question. What is the problem with the Colts run game? Uh, you know, that's a great question. And I, I, I part, of me, part of me thinks that it's because they're still so dependent on Andrew Luck's passing ability that the – the offensive line just doesn't understand the concept of blocking and opening up lanes for running backs. Um, Before the Richardson trade, Indy was like fourth or fifth in the league in, in rushing offense with when you combined all running backs. Uh, And when Bradshaw was Bradshaw, Bradshaw went down, uh, they abandoned it for a minute and, and they were trying to piece shit together, which is why they went out and got Richardson. And Richardson is, is dancing more than he is running north-south, which is exactly what Bradshaw did. Bradshaw was running north and south. He waited for that first hole. He hit the gap, and he was getting big yardage. Um, when you watch Trent Richardson, he dances around his linemen, and his linemen can't do shit for that, and, and that's why they're struggling so bad. But at the end of the day, their offensive line is not doing a good job of creating those, those holes. So what I took away from that, Mike, is Trent Richardson's a good dancer, you might want to send. You might want to tweet him real quick. He's got to have a championship ring to make it on the uh, Dancing with the Stars. You know what? I I will get on that. I don't follow him on Twitter, but I am absolutely about to look him up. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I and, and I guess the last thing I have out there, and, and we don't have to hit on him much. Um, you guys have any thoughts? Any other thoughts? I guess on the incognito and Martin scenario that's going on out there. Um, any of them? I mean. Gov, you made a comment about uh, some of the players' takes today, uh, which I thought were pretty insightful. Um, so we'll start with you if you have any. If not, it's okay. We've, we're filling up a pretty good show. No, it was the commentator, uh, the pre-show, uh, which is important. in uh getting the takes of, you know, veteran, either coaches or uh, veteran players. You know, and, you know, I'll do the, like, Sharp had a point. Yeah, and a lot came up this week around he could use that word, uh, which we're referring to the N word, the or ninja. ninja. Yeah, the ninja word, the ninja word, a good word. Yes, uh, and you know he like he he brought it to the point. You know, even if the players, even if 80 percent of the players uh, said he had the right to use it, or he's an honorary black person, uh, you know, those players don't have the right to put it in everybody else's face
1: because
0: nobody gets to give. A white person the, uh, gives, gets to give a white person permission to use the word. It's offensive. It's an epithet that, that uh, has many, many years of struggles behind it. Uh, so if we're just going to just that particular scenario, that voicemail that he left uh, incognito was wrong, absolutely wrong, and uh, you know, and that certainly should put uh, aim at the organization because obviously those words are being used pretty freely in the in the locker room. You know, and Mike, I don't know if you got to see the Glazier interview, but I'll leave that to you if you if you got context i I did, and I'll tell you the the more this story gets kind of unraveled, the less i i one care about any of it um and, and I'm sure we can all agree that it's it's just been beat to fucking death but but two, none of this shit's starting to line up. Uh you don't know who's telling the truth. You don't know who's telling the lie. You don't know who's embellishing on, on situations. And, you know, I know that there's been a voicemail. I know there's been text messages released. Uh, but there's also other text messages that haven't been released that, that are part of this, this investigation or this other shit. And, like, when it first launched, all hell broke loose, and incognito was Satan. And then... You know, Martin never came forward. There was nothing ever from there. We didn't know where he was. We didn't know what happened to him. So then they go and they start interviewing players in the locker room and, and, and the locker room saying, you know, we'd never think Incognito would do this and this is a team locker room and blah, blah, blah. But then you start to look at Incognito's past with all the bullshit that he's gone. It's a very checkered history of trouble. And then he sits down and does this interview. And, and You know, I watched the interview, and and, and I don't see a guy – who who looks regretful i i don't see a guy who who feels bad for what he did i see a guy who's trying to justify it based on what he perceived the relationship with martin to be and you know he he took responsibility for for the words that he said uh you know he said look i I said ninja i should have never said ninja i know that that's that's i'm here i'm accountable for it um he talked about the relationship in the locker room and how that the ninja word gets thrown around all over the place and this that and the other. But he's not trying to clear his name of that. He, he's he's accountable for that. But when he talks about the relationship that he has with Martin, it just it doesn't make any sense to me. And, and I thought it was a good interview. Um, if anything, it actually I think in incognito gained a little bit of ground uh, in his his persona to the media and to the public eye right now. But, but at the end of the day, like I don't have a fucking clue what I'm supposed to believe at this point, Everything's yeah. changing on a dime. And for our listeners, just to give additional context. So three days after Martin left the team, there was two texts specifically. One said, what's up, man, the world's gone crazy. LOL. I'm good though. Congrats on the win. This is after they after he left the team and made uh, Miami had won the game. And then, uh, Another one yet uh, read, yeah, I'm good, man. It's insane, bro. Just know that I don't blame you guys all, uh, at all. It's just the culture around football and the locker room that got to me a little. Those were from Martin to Incognito after he'd already left the team.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I'm,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm just <clears> – <throat> I'm kind of done hearing about it. I just wish, like, something would happen to bring some sort of closure to this. Um. And I don't want to say so that we can move past it, because if, if the allegations are true and uh, what they're saying happened in the situation, then I, then I don't think it's something that, you know, the league actually can move past anytime soon. Uh, but I'm just tired of hearing about it because it's completely dominating, you know, sports TV now. And like I said, you know, on Thursday's show, as more and more stuff starts coming out and we're not sure what to believe and who's telling the truth and, you know, Greg read some of the text messages that, uh, you know, Martin allegedly sent to Incognito. You know, I, I talked about it Thursday. Martin's parents are both in law. One of them teaches it at a university, and the other one is a lawyer. Um, so not saying that anything that was done was right uh, or deserving, nothing along those lines, um, I think that probably what happened is his parents got into his ears and it is an opportunity for them to make a hell of a lot of money on this situation, whether it be right, whether it be wrong. um, You know, I think there's a pretty defined line of a lot of this stuff supposedly was acceptable now that, you know, we're starting to see some of the stuff that's come out. uh, And then all of a sudden, somehow those same things became completely unacceptable in a day. And that's the tough part that I'm having with it. I think it's all kind of, you know, I know we're all, I think we've all said it, and I don't mean to say it again, but we're all tired of it for sure. The text messages, though, are interesting because there's like been 1,100 text messages uh, exchanged between these two guys. So it's not like they weren't friends or that, uh, you know, um, they didn't have some sort of, understanding in the relationship or friendship, I guess, of of, uh, what's said and what's not said, and that it came out now and didn't come out, I don't know, preseason or or that he didn't just turn to Incognito and say, hey, you know what? It's not cool if you say that to me. Don't need to punch the dude in the face. Just it's not cool if you say that to me. And then I don't know that Incognito would have changed it or would have done anything different. Um, he may not have, and then there would have been, you know, problem would have been, you know, the the, the rest of the team may have seen it. Then the interview was interesting. I, I watched it too, and it, I, Incognito seems to me like he's a, he's not a dumb shit. You know, he he, he, he he's he's well spoken. Um, he you know he has a, a a decent idea of what's going on around him. He's not. You know it doesn't doesn't come off as a thug, I guess, but doesn't mean that he's not. I mean none of the the, the ninja word, which I love how we're calling it ninja, um, you know how often do you think that's said by somebody who is white in a locker room? I bet it's said as you know uh, not as much as the African American athlete, but probably pretty close to it. We haven't been in a pro locker room, we don't know, but that would be my guess. And nobody turned around and said, hey, that's wrong at any point. And I know, so so I think there's there's definitely a problem in the Dolphin locker room, and there's a big problem with incognito, but I think, I think there's not enough blame being laid on the owners, the general managers, and the coaches for that matter. I, if the coach doesn't get fired, it might be a shame, you know, for not – laying a better foundation because there's no locker room in there that wants to be like that. So let me ask you, do you wait to the end of the season to fire the coach or do you just fire him now? I think if I'm ownership, I get rid of the GM and I get rid of the coach. Immediately, right? I, I think, I think I get rid of him before the end of the season. I, within the next week, I would, I would get rid of them both. Love Scotty, what do you guys think? I think you have to. I mean, I, I think that's, I think that's the start of the closure that we're looking for is nothing's been done yet. I mean, there's all this information out there, but not a single thing has been done, uh, which I guess you could view, you know, a couple different ways. Maybe the original story that broke isn't exactly how it is. um, But if it is, then something needs to happen and something needs to happen quickly or this is just going to continue to drag out and drag out and drag out but i'll tell you incognito history makes him an easy oliver north oh That's uh, call you know what i'm saying like yeah from college he didn't make it at nebraska so he moved to oregon uh you know he was a he was a bully kid and his parents are also easily described as uh problematic uh to put it in nice terms you know they were the loudmouths on the sidelines father and mother are both referred to as psychotic in many many articles uh you know uh, post- published by reputable uh, newspapers at this point in time, because uh, only the reputable ones actually have newspapers anymore. Because <laughs> there's, there's no one digital. <laughs> there's the Sports Our Way blog <laughs> <laughs> Unreputable, right? You know, so I think that that's what uh, hope is. But I think at this point in time, it's now turned that, you know, Richie's on, you know, NFL's, uh, you know, given Richie a chance to give an interview in person, you know. And, you know, my take on that interview is he's a little indignant. Uh, that, hey, it's not just my fault is how it came off. But, you know, you've got to take ownership for your action. Uh, and just because it's the culture doesn't make it right. Uh, and you've got you to gotta have some penalty for it, you know. And if, if he's the cause, if he's, if he's the one found to be the cause, uh, for going out, then, then yes, incognito refused to answer the questions on Code Red, uh, which is what everybody's referring to it as, uh, to, toughen, to toughen Martin up. You know, but at the same time, that particular organization paid a lot of money to have Martin on their team. and They've got to have skin in the game uh, in terms of understanding who that player is. And let's think about it. Most teams know who they draft. Or who they pick up on their team, personality-wise and everything else. That's why they do the interview process. They picked up, yeah, they picked up an incredibly intelligent guy. Is he an animal? Uh, Hell no, he's not an animal. He he's he went to Stanford. Uh, Obviously, grades at Stanford uh, are the priority, not being on the football team. It's not one of those universities like Kentucky who pays the players and then they're they're out the next year. Uh, They're there for their education. Uh, So when it comes down to it, uh, I think. Miami now has to fire Philbin uh, or uh, do something in the front office to show good faith to the NFL as an organization because the NFL, the only thing they can do is fine the hell out of them. Yeah, Yeah, because they can't take draft picks away for something like this. So that's all they can do is for having a unsafe work environment or however they want to want to label it as. (laughs) And look, Here's what'll happen: the the player development coach will be the one that gets clipped, not the head coach. Unfortunately, uh, that's the guy that's in charge of it. The player development coach is like the HR guy. Yeah, I could I could see that too. But what I, I think I think they need to send a strong message and they a strong message as they can and get rid of both the G the the GM, the head coach, and go ahead and get rid of the player development coach if you want to. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if those two uh, – I mean, I, I really don't think those, either one of those two players come back, Martin or incognito. And, and, and who knows if they play in the NFL again. Hey, a uh, little quick breaking news. Uh, Broncos quarterback Peyton Manning tend to go MRI Monday after taking hits to knees and ankle in Sunday's win. Yeah, he got he, he didn't get off the ground at one point. Um, so I, I'm going to send a text out to you, Gov, or to the thread, I should say. Say, if you got Kansas City plus eight still, go ahead and take it. Because if uh you know, who who who's the backup there? Might as will be, you know, Curtis Painter, you know, everyone's favorite backup. But it's like Ogletree or some crack like that. Um, what let's get your news in, bro. Let's do it.
1: I'm a god and football players Pretend they live in a bar. I'm saying it right now. Peyton Manning looks fucking good. Oh, goody! One's using, maybe one was using, and now he's not.
0: Perturbed and frustrated. You can accept it. Can I argue and complain about whoever the
1: fuck dresses Craig Seeger? Jojo, the idiot circus boy. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh!
0: All right, so it's only fitting that today's show uh, started with the topic of conversation being sex. Uh, and will it will, in fact, end with sex. However, as everyone knows, it wasn't physical sex. It was air sex. So tonight's weird news revolves around um, sex with a foreign object or two. <laughs> or two. And I read. Edwin Tobergerta. I'm going to spell it for you so you can all Google it. T o b e r g t a sentenced to 11 months for, with a pool raft, also had sex with a pumpkin. Consider this his jack-off lantern. Edwin T. of Hamilton, Ohio, is now famous as the man caught having sex with a pool raft. His sensing hearing this week offered a little insight into his uh, <laughs> proclivities. One thing that stands out, however, he once pleasured himself with a pumpkin. Edwin was sentenced this week to 11 months in prison for defiling the inflatable raft. He committed the act in June in front of multiple children. At an earlier court session, Edwin pled guilty to public indecency. This is the second time Edwin has been caught uh, with any inflatable pool toy. Uh, The same thing happened apparently in 2011. Uh, so when you look at his checkered history with the law, occurred in 2002 is when it began, when he was arrested for allegedly uh, diddling an inflatable pumpkin that was part of a Halloween display. At his court hearing on Tuesday, Judge Charles, Charles Patter called Edwin's actions lewd, obscene, and something society is not going to tolerate. Edwin apologized in court before being sentenced and said, quote, I do want to apologize for my actions. I'm sorry. I'm ready to get my life together and quit all this nonsense. He was he was with a pumpkin? So he was trying to fuck the guts out of the pumpkin? I mean he, fu- he fucked an inflatable Halloween pumpkin. Oh, inflatable. I, I didn't hear the inflatable. As well as a pool raft. <laughs> Can I just state the obvious real quick? Yes, please do. There's not much difference between that and an inflatable like blow yeah. up doll. So. Yeah. yeah, well, <laughs> just doing it in public in front of kids is what the difference is here. Right? Yeah. Somebody needs to send us a memo and include the word flashlight involved in that because there's other toys that are probably a little bit more comfortable than a pool raft thing, hickey. Did you say that he did it in front of kids? Uh, correct. Jesus. Let me, so Let me tell you what. I, I think I've figured out my Halloween costume for next year. Uh, I'm going to buy a small pumpkin and cut a hole in it. Instead of it being a dick-in-a-box costume, it'll just be a dick in a pumpkin. <laughs> just make sure you're wearing, like, the prison suit or California Penal Department or wherever he's from uh, with his <laughs> like with his inmate number on it. Like, I'm trying to figure out how this goes down is what I'm oh, trying to figure out. So... Have you looked at the guy's mugshot yet? No, 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 no. I don't, I don't care if he looks like Charles Manson or Pee Wee Herman. Like, <clears throat> like he's... Is, is it, does this happen at a swimming pool? Did it happen at a Halloween party? Does it say?
1: It does not say. They
0: were two isolated incidents. They didn't happen together. But he fucked these latex objects in front of kids both times? Uh, no, I, th- the, the article says that the uh, the pool raft was in front of children. The, the pumpkin, it does not say whether or not he had children in the area when he did it. So like, like he's just swimming in a pool, and we're, we're going to hope that it's a private pool and this isn't happening like a some public swimming pool somewhere. And then there's all these kids around, and all of a sudden this idea pops into this guy's head that he's going to take his dick out and fuck a pool raft. <laughs> like, this is what happened. Is this what I'm understanding? That's the gist of it, bro. I don't know what to say. I mean, I really don't know what to say to a situation like that. I mean, obviously this guy needs a lot of fucking help. I sent you his mugshot just so you know.
1: That's rough too.
0: Holy shit! I don't know. Kind of interested to hear about the uh, cop who tried to tase the woman for not showing him her tits. <laughs>
1: I mean, either way,
0: I, it's good. I gave you I, I gave you the gist of it. No, no. Either way, it's good, man. Uh, that guy he looks he does look like he came from Manson's family, bro. And he only got eleven months for this. Yeah. <laughs> Where the and, fuck did this happen at? So you Ohio, all know it was in Ohio. So you all know that uh, people who fuck inflatable pool toys are also called lunars. Lunars. It's called a lunar fetish. It's a, a lunar fetish. Well, goes back to the old phrase. It's hard to say pedophile with dick in your mouth. You don't do that shit in front of kids. So that's for goddamn sure. Jesus Christ. Did the wife find this one, bro? Uh, no, this was on me tonight. Bro. Nice. So the wife definitely laughed and said that's a good one, though. Yeah, it is. Dude's fucking crazy. All right. Her favorite uh, part of the story was uh, Jack Off Lantern. Yeah, <laughs> no shit, right? All right, good show. Final thoughts, Wood. Let's start with you. Everyone Google Air Sex Championships tonight. Please. Uh, you know, Scotty said it best. If they're ever in a central location, it's definitely a must-go for us. Uh, at least Google it and check it out, because it will make you laugh your ass off. Uh, the wife and I watched uh, a young lady get pretty freaky on the dance floor. And she was so creative that at one point she pretended there were two cocks in her mouth. So, uh, definitely Google it and watch at least one video. Cause it's funny as shit. Healthy imagination. Gov, uh, going down the same line, obviously as everybody would love to be a connoisseur of sex. <laughs> uh, if you are imagining that you're with Beyonce, please just don't tell JV. Uh, <laughs> And secondary to the live in the Dirty South, December 7th at the House of Blues in New Orleans, uh, that's where they're having the world championships. Nice. Scotty, you got anything? Yeah, man, I just want to thank Derek again for, uh, for coming on to the show. What, a, what an awesome guy uh, for jumping on here and, and talking about this with us. I just encourage everybody, uh, go to IMDB, uh, search for Derek Reckley, D-E-C-K-L-E-Y. Uh, check out this guy's body of work. He's been in some TV series. Uh, he's got a, a new movie coming out called The Euphologist, I think he said was the way it was pronounced, uh, and just big, big props to Derek for coming on the show and being such a good sport with us. Funny dude. Um, final thought for me is, you know, it's tough, you know. <laughs> Gov's experiencing now. You're trying to be the best parent you possibly can be, we try to be the best people that we possibly can be when we wake up every day. Every now and then, life will throw you that crazy curveball, and your son gets shot, which is too bad. I'm sorry that that happened for that guy, but it it can't have misplaced anger. The cop was probably, and by probably I mean most definitely doing the right thing because there's more than one person that he had to take care of. But in the process, um you know a, a horrible thing happened horrible things happen every day we're just lucky that we can get on here and do this show talk a little bit of shit have a little bit of fun and have somebody uh in one moment we were talking about air sex the next moment we we're talking about dmaf and we end the show uh, of course talking about being a connoisseur of sex so um you know, just uh, just uh, live each moment uh, as best you can. Have some fun. Smile. Make somebody else laugh. And uh, for the love of God, please don't have fucking sex with anything inflatable. Um, on that, motherfuckers,
1: we're out. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here can easily understand.
0: This is going to be one fucked up podcast. And we've got players now coming up limp. AP in football. This is a guy who's broken down.
1: You don't know the power of the dark
0: side. I believe in karma, man. Seriously? You
1: fellas been doing a bit of boozing, have you? Sucking back on grandpa's old cough medicine?
0: Oh, Rondo just got ejected. Seriously? I'm talking about the the, the pre intercourse There's still maybe some titties. What
1: we've got here is Failure to communicate. That was a freak day.